welcome to Lending Forward, a podcast where we're lending every bit of what we know to our listeners. From real conversations and lessons learned deep within the industry to education and forward thinking, together we're Lending Forward. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our channels and connect with us on www.atlanticbay.com. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS number 72043, NMLSconsumeraccess.org is an equal opportunity lender. Located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 203, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23452. Honestly, thank you for joining us today. I know you're good. I know Atlantic Bay loves your presence. We love your mastery. Are you celebrating? It's been 20 years of something for you. What are you celebrating? Not mastery. 30. So there's two. There's two. Two. So first of all, the 20th anniversary is the uh, 20th year since I wrote and released High Trust Selling. So we have we have a business book, Taylor, that is unheard of that 20 years later, it's still selling. That fact and that stat mm-hmm. is like, crazy because a business book usually lasts, I don't know, if it's a good book, a couple years, if it's a great book, it'll get a run like we have. But it all goes back to the people that read it, you know, and the interesting thing about high trust selling and why I think it still sells is the laws haven't changed, you know, 14 laws of high trust selling. What are those laws and how do they work today? And somebody said, don't you think you need to change the laws? And I said, you know, there are laws that are never going to change. Like you kill somebody, you're going to jail. You know, you could do hundred miles an hour on a freeway, you're going to get a ticket. All right. I mean, there's laws, right? They never change. And so I, I often tell people that the way I knew the laws would not change is I just had a filter. The filter was if I were to die the day after the book got released, would the laws last a hundred years? And that was my filter. People call wow. me crazy, but I was saying, well, that's a legacy move. You know, if the, like there's books right now on my bookshelf behind me or behind you, I guess, or however, but <laughs> I have three books that from the date of publishing till now, 412 years, these books were written in the 1800s. And Stuff just doesn't change, even though everything changes. So that's the 20 year, the 30 year sales mastery. So we're celebrating the 30th year that we've held the sales mastery event. And it's unbelievable. We've had 76,000 loan officers and realtors. And if you take a look at the 30 year run and you take a look at every loan officer working with 20 real estate agents and those real estate agents do 20 deals a year. Sales Mastery has impacted 70 million buyers, sellers, agents, and loan officers. And it's just like, wow. So here we go. We're going to celebrate 30 years this year. And it's pretty crazy to have a seminar brand that has lasted three decades. It's incredible. Incredible. And I think we're we're obviously planning to go. I think it's something that it's... For me, it'll be my first, which I'm excited. So um, I certainly can't wait. But I think it really all boils down to... Things are changing and yet they stay the same. So with your industry insight and how how many years you've been in the industry, you've probably navigated waters and climates much uh-huh. like what we're facing right now, right? So how is it that we can coach our mortgage bankers and agents through them? Because they, do, they don't know what tomorrow holds. And I know they're yeah. all kind of panicked. Mm-hmm. What have you seen and how can we reassure these folks? So interrupt me anytime you want during this answer, because I have no idea how long it's going to take, but I, I have a perspective. So the first thing that comes to mind is if anybody right now in the business has had any glimpse of the news at any time in the last, now I don't know, six or seven months, we know that, they're, that they have used this phrase that the current economy has not been this bad since 40 years ago. And 40 years ago was 
just a couple of years before I became a loan officer. And so when I became a loan officer, the market that I was in, Prime was 20%, FHA and VA loans were 17%, five or six points. If you did a weighted piggyback first and second mortgage, it was about 18.5%. Unemployment was 13 Consumer confidence was in the tank. We were in the middle of a full-blown recession. Gas lines were a mile long. And that's the economy that everybody in the news refers to today, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I'm a I think I'm an authority on this. And so the interesting thing is when I got into the business, everybody felt the sky was falling. It was like there was negativity everywhere. And I had this beautiful gift from my grandmother in my life where she gave me a book, and the book was entitled Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. And I'm going to tell you, even though you just said everything changes, it does, but there's some things that never change, and that is your outlook right? Your outlook generally is either going to be optimistic or pessimistic. So what we know about attitude is the authors say there's very little difference between those who succeed and those who fail. But the little difference makes the big difference. The little difference is attitude and the big difference is whether it's positive or not. So in 1982, I had a four-inch button made up. It was bright green and the button said, rumor has it we're in a recession. I'm not participating. And so my intention when I would call on realtors and sit with borrowers is I gave them a positive dose of, you know what, we we can play or we won't play. I mean, it's whatever you want to think, whatever you want to look at, whatever your perspective is, you can have that perspective. But if it's negative, you're not going to sell real estate. If it's negative, you're not going to go out and call on realtors. If it's negative, you're probably not going to do a lot of loans because how are you going to give a borrower hope when interest rates are that cray cray, right? And I just chose a different pathway. I chose that pathway and I chose it because of my grandma and I chose it because if everybody's thinking the sky is falling, think about how much competition gets stripped out of the equation because nobody's going to make calls while nobody's buying real estate. Who would buy real estate at 17%? Nobody. So why would I go out in the office, you know, in the field? And so that was the first thing I would just say to everybody that markets come and go. They're good markets. There's hard markets. There's easy markets. There's confusing markets. It, It doesn't really matter what market we have going on. What matters, I believe, Taylor, is what's the decision we make in the market we're in. And the decision that I made in that market and the decision that I would tell people to make in this market is step up your value, step up your gain, call on real estate agents now that haven't had loan officers working with them for the last two years get there before everybody else realizes that that's where I have to be. And not that the real estate agent is the the only market, but it's a market right now that is going to produce purchase business. Outside of that, at Sales Mastery this year, we're going to talk about all these new vertical markets. But if if everybody today thinks the economy is bad, I'm going to tell you right now, probably six or seven out of every you know 10 LOs wake up pessimistic. And Great study from Martin Seligman, who's the professor of happiness at, at, uh, at, at Penn State. He, he said that, you know, those people who see the glass as half full in any situation will outperform those who see it as half empty in any situation by a minimum of 42%. So just think about that. I can outperform my competition who's negative by being positive by almost 50%. So that's what I tell people today. It's not it's not too terribly difficult. And whatever seeds we plant right now are going to come to massive fruition next year and the year beyond. And so we got to get back to hunting. 
Our skills are a little bit soft and dull. We've had this manna from heaven, you know, refis falling from the sky. And nobody thought this market would reverse like it reversed. You know, to have a 300 basis point increase in interest rates in you know, 100 days is pretty, pretty scary. So that's my initial thoughts. <laughs> it is so much about how you treat each situation and how you wake up and know, okay, today I know that I have to flex my selling muscle and I have to right. be creative about it and educate. What are some tips that... For creating longevity, and we we know branding and social and digital is so important, and video is so important. What are some ways that, or tips, I guess you could say that pr- you can provide for um, mortgage bankers and agents alike, or anybody in sales right now, to create that longevity for their whole career? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, and you know it's really interesting because I've been asked this question since we started the company in 1992, and I've even had people go go so far as to say. You know, realtors aren't loyal. And it's interesting because the truth is nobody's loyal unless there's a reason to be loyal, right? And the reason to be loyal has to do with the value that the relationship produces. I've had a lot of situations in the last couple of of even weeks, uh, breakfast last Friday with a, a top producing LO. And the interesting thing is that most people in the business don't understand that to have loyalty, I need to produce value. And to, and to value the loyalty, I need to receive the reciprocity, right? Mm-hmm. So there's never a relationship, period, where both people don't want it. So the first piece of advice is get into relationship with the people you like, the people that are productive. We tell people all the time, life's too short to do business with people you don't like. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're never going to make follow-up calls on somebody you don't like. You're, you know, it's just, it's like courting, right? It's like, it's that whole, that whole deal. So, so when we understand loyalty, then what we have to do is really demonstrate it. And I think this is important. I'm, I'm getting ready to do a video probably Thursday, and it's kind of a mid-year correction video. It's a mid-year kind of business plan correction. But it's really fascinating that like, let's say three years ago before super low rates, you had 10 real estate agents and you were working with them, adding value, finding out what they need, you know, the age-old sales of 100, right? Find out what people need, give it to them. And let's say that out of that relationship, they were able to produce two buyers a week for you to have a conversation with. So if you'd look at that math, 10 agents at two buyers a week would produce 80 borrower consultations for a loan originator per month. And if one out of every four of those converted to a you know triggered loan and 90% of those closed, you'd close about 180 units a year, help about 180 families a year. So here we are in an economy today, much, much different, much worse in a lot of ways. But let's just say you want to keep building the business. You're not going to let the market define you. You're going to define what you are in this market. So then I might either A, go back to those 10 and say, how can we how can we generate more together so I can have more conversations with borrowers? Or I might say the season right now, real estate's kind of cooling off in some places, other places, it's still an insane seller's market. We're probably not going to have a balanced seller-buyer market until the middle of 2023. So maybe today I expand my net, maybe I add 10 more realtors, and maybe I take the number per week down for all of them to one. So if I can go from 10 to 20, and then I take it from two referrals a week down to one, 
I still have the same business volume. And I think that's the adjustment a lot of people don't make is they don't look at the elasticity of a market and determine that, you know, maybe right now, appreciation last year across America was just shy of 18%. This year, it's forecasted to be just a tad above 4%. So real estate's still appreciating. But buyers are getting edged out right now. Affordability is edging buyers out right now. We need a market correction. We need seller values to come down and get back in alignment with you know, where we really are. And, and if we do that, then the mid-year business plan says, let's get those 20 people locked and loaded by you know, the end of June, and then we're ready to go. And the market, whatever the market does, you're going to be better off if you have that plan. So those are a couple of things I tell people. The other thing is when we look at when we look at one of the things that I think just gets overlooked all the time, I, I just simply call it the plus one. And people go, what's plus one? Well, plus one is let's treat every borrower today in such a way that their consumer experience is so off the grid. Phone calls, videos, stay in touch messaging, not automated marketing that doesn't work, not stuff we just send out. I mean, really personalized experience. And at the end of that time, when they give you a four and a half, four and three quarter, five star rating, do you know how many loan officers don't ask for a referral right then? Probably 99% of the industry. Sure. Yeah. So I, so no. So I say to people, if, if like, if you're on track to do 80 fundings this year, what would happen if you just added the plus one strategy? And you went to 160 and then next year you add the plus one and you go to 320. We have two women that are going to be on stage at Sales Mastery this year that combined funded 1,050 loans last year. Wow. So everybody needs to understand that your greatest advocate, your greatest referral engine is in the people that have used you that give you the ratings. And it's like if a processor calls or an LOA calls during processing and says, hey, just checking in. It's, you know, it's Danny at ABC Financial, kind of a mid, mid-process survey. Just want to find out if everything's going okay from your end. Is there anything we're not doing that we should do? And if you're doing it right, you're going to hear, no, you guys are great. No, you guys are great. Well, right then and there, the LOA should ask for a referral. You know? mm-hmm. And if I have to comp the LOA, fine. But like, like when somebody says, no, you're doing great, muscle memory says, awesome. Who else do you know in the next, I don't know, three, six, nine months might be buying or selling real estate that we could contact using your name and give them the same experience you've enjoyed. Can you imagine if everybody in the loan business just did that as a muscle on every loan? It'd be crazy. And I, I think that's one of the things that, that is going to change the future of our business. I think more and more what we're going to see is the volume that LOs have to business plan around is going to become more and more predicated on the database, the borrowers you have served previously, and their sphere of influence. Because what's happening is the buyer-realtor connection modality has changed, right? It used to be buyer goes to realtor, realtor finds property, and now it's buyer finds property, decides whether they want to go Redfin or with an agent or with you know any of these other new kind of agent startups. Uh, it just and you got to make a decision right then and there that I got to get to the buyer first. So if I if I can blow the experience away for the buyer, then one of the questions is a simple question: Do you have a professional relationship with a real estate agent? So it can be yes or no. If it's yes, then as an LO, I get to prospect that agent if right. I want to. If it's a no, then I need to call one of my agents and say, hey, I got the Johnsons on. They're qualified for a $640,000 purchase and they're ready to meet you. 
pretty I straightforward. <laughs> I know, but, but like you said, 99% of folks aren't doing this. And I think a big piece of it too, is like you said, just training your muscle to just say, okay. And multiple times throughout the process, that's okay too. You know, you take 30 days. Cool. That's perfect. I can maybe think of three times you can ask for the referral and that's people. And in, in the review, why don't people ask for the review? I, I just, Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it because a lot of them aren't going to closings or do they? Because I'm always preaching, okay, the last week while they're trolling their email, making sure everything is going smoothly, that's when you come in for the review. That's when you need to ask for it because they're all so real happy and they're waiting again, trolling their emails. So it's the perfect time. Even in a text message, send them a quick text with a video of you saying, thank you, Todd. I really enjoyed our podcast today. I would love it if you came and left me a review. Here's the link. It's all easy access. One click in, done. Why don't you think people are doing that? I think there's a couple of things that come to mind. Number one, it, it's a muscle that hasn't been built yet. And there's a little bit of fear, I think, in most people's minds, because truthfully, I don't think most people know the borrower experience and what the borrower thinks is happening. I think we assume if the loan is going well and everything is going to sync up and we're going to close on time, I think everybody assumes everybody's happy. And if they are, then it's like, why don't you validate that? Right. Right. And if you get a validation that they're happy whenever you do it, and I agree with you multiple times, then you have that validation. And then you know that I, I'm okay to ask. I've been validated, right? That's number one. Number two is there's a little bit of play on what if they say no? Well, they're already saying no. You just don't know they're saying no because you haven't had a conversation with them. And no news is it is relevant to the idea that you have a closed loan borrower who's going to be inactive if you don't have that. It's like, we've got a guy right now, his team makes 300 calls a day to mm-hmm. their database. They have 21,000 people in their database. They fund about $300 million a year and they have six referral points for every loan and process with every borrower, six Okay. And they generate these, these reviews every day. They're doing about 50 mortgage reviews a day. And it's unbelievable how many realtors forgot that that buyer bought a home through them three years ago, right? Sure. So I think that's, that's the, other, the other issue. And the, I, I guess I think the other thing is, is it, we don't have this spirit of running to the customer, running towards the customer, embracing the customer, loving on the customer. And I think one of the marked changes that people make in their head is when we go from a low number to a family, when we start to realize that there's three or four hearts in that home, uh, maybe more, maybe less, but that changes the whole perspective. Like, like I want my buyers who I blow their mind and my team helps them with their in-service experience. I want them to become part of my sales team. I want them to be engaged with me forever. I want to, you know, I want to be able to do three or four or five loans for them in the next twenty or thirty years. This idea of generational lending. I've got, I've got about a thousand people right now whose kids are in their late twenties early 30s, these clients of mine are 60, 65 years old, and their kids are taking over the business. That's generational lending. Who are they funding loans for? They're funding loans for the parents of the kids that the dad did loans for during his career. And it's just, it's super special to realize that the heartbeat of a database is the data and the heartbeat of value is, are you connecting with them? And I think that we've got to, you know, we've got to do a better job in that because the consumer centric, which is what I call it. It's not consumer direct. It's not TV advertising, but the consumer centric model is I know Taylor, 
Taylor's got about a thousand really, really great people in her podcast or 10,000 really great people in her podcast. If she liked what we did together, then she can introduce me to a couple of people in that group that I could then add value to and go on and on and on. And that's just, that's the deal. And we got to get after it because it's not going to change. Technology is not going to let it change. So you got to get the relationships in sync quickly. I know. Well, I want to go back really fast because you mentioned the buzzword fear. And to me right now, we know prospecting is at the forefront. Okay. And what do we think about agent prospecting? The first, it's fear, fear of rejection, overcoming the obstacle of I've already been working with this lender. I don't need a knee right now. How are you coaching people through that? Well, I, I think the, 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 the answer that comes to mind very simply is that fear is only a word and the human being gets to attach the emotion to that word. And there's three stages that most people go through when they think about fear. First is the, the age old consideration that fear stands for false experiences appearing real. Why would you be reluctant to make a call if the call has not happened? And the answer is either because of rejection in the past and bringing that into the present, or you don't feel you have enough value to bring into the equation. And so when you have call reluctance, you become busy in other areas. You don't go hunting or you lower the standard of who you go hunting on because it's easier to call on realtors that sell one home every three months than it is to call on realtors that sell one home a day or two homes a week. You know, So that's the first thing. The other thing is if, if we're able to understand what you and I were just talking about and the value proposition, I can literally today get on the telephone. I could call my friend Ron Sograth at First American Title and I could say, Ron, in the month of June, I want to go face-to-face with 30 of the top realtors in Costa Mesa, California. Can you produce a list of the top 60 for me? And obviously, you're going you're gonna to echo you know, your confidence in me as a mortgage professional. I'm going to continue to give you title orders to the extent I can control those. And here's my standard. I want integrity. I want top 20%. I want this market. I want these types of loans. Okay, great. So now what I do is I get all these names from Ron and I can either send a video, make a phone call, put something of value in an overnight pack, whatever I want to do, I can contact one agent a day and then I can follow up. Now, why would I not, why would I not be as concerned or afraid following up now? And why might I not even have a little bit of call excitement? Well, if I call you, Taylor, it's Todd Duncan with Atlantic Bay. Hey, was given your name by Ron Songrath over at First American Title. He wanted me to introduce you to an exciting business building idea. Take about 60 seconds right now. Is this a good time? And you're either going to say, sure, or you're going to say, what's it about? You know, you're not probably going to say no because Ron and you do business together. Mm -hmm. So then you say yes. And I go, so Taylor, I'm bringing a new product to the marketplace. It's called the Consumer Referral Program. It's basically designed for agents that we are referred to like you. And what it simply does is bring you buyers and sellers every single month for you to sell real estate to or sell real estate for or both. Do you like that idea? And you're probably going to say, I do. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to go, great. When's a good time for me to swing by your office or you know, have a Zoom with you, whatever you'd like to do. You guys can figure that piece out. I want to learn what you look for in your lending partnerships. And I want to share with you what this product looks like. And if it all makes sense, I'd love to entertain looking at a business partnership. When's a good time to meet? That's all I have to do today. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 just, I just get that in the can. I memorize it. I understand it. And we're off to the races. Now I sit down and we do the high trust interview. And if anybody wants to download two playbooks from our website, just go to toddduncan.com 
and download the high trust interview and then download the talk less, sell more white paper. It gives you six question categories for real estate agents, financial planners, whomever, that your competition doesn't understand and they don't ask. And if you download those documents, you can learn how to have a 20-minute conversation called the Lost Leads Conversation with a real estate agent. And at the end of that, it's going to be worth between $200,000 and $400,000 for each realtor that you have that conversation with. Your only requirement is that as soon as you get the thing going, you're going to have to make sure that you're doing the plus one that we talked about earlier and you're doing shared database marketing, which means I'm going to start contacting doing mortgage reviews for all of your buyers and sellers that you've sold real estate to and for. And then the other thing you asked way at the front of our call that I would kick into gear now is when that interview is over 20, 25 minutes later, and you guys are engaged in a, in a new relationship, then I'm going to set a three month, every week, 15 minute partnership planning call with you. I'm going to do it right in front of you on my phone. I'm going to take my phone out. I'm going to say, you said yes. I'd like to meet with you every Friday, one o'clock, 15 minutes for the next 12 weeks. Make sure we get our relationship off to the right start. Could you do every Friday at one o'clock? And she's going to look at me and she's going to say, yes, I'm going to hit recurring. I'm going to do it Friday. I'm going to do it one o'clock. I'm going to alarm it for 1245. And then I'm going to, where it says invite people, I'm going to hit invite people. And I'm going to type in her email address. I'm going to send it to her. She has to accept it in front of me. And now I have 12 weeks of follow-up that's already built in. That's what you need to do today because if you're not doing that no, and you're not following up, everybody knows that you know you go two or three weeks without following up, the deal's over right. and you got to do that. You just, you got to understand that. And that today is what 99% of LOs are simply not doing. And we got to get back to that because this is the mother load. Right. You know, I, I tell people all the time, if you're not in touch, you're out of touch. <laughs> and I tell people all the time that you can make a fortune with relationships. You can make an income with transactions, but you can make a fortune with relationships. So that's kind of the vibe I'm trying to get out there right now. I love it. I love it. That's so much knowledge right there. So I appreciate you so much. I have to ask you because you're on Lending Forward. How are you lending forward this year? I've decided that I want to impact a million mortgage professionals around the globe. And we have about 5 million clients. And... If I can impact another million in the next year with that kind of forward intention, that would be huge for us. And it's a hairy, audacious goal. I think the other thing that I'm doing to, to kind of lend forward is to share without expectation. And I really want to, I will really want to pop into people's hearts and minds about what's possible. And I want to create moments. I want to create magical moments for people that allow them to feel blessed, full of gratitude, joyful, happy. And I think everybody watching this, Taylor, if we could make the human experience come alive in a deep and real way and start talking about emotion more than loans and and products, we'd make a huge difference. I had a a lender the other day that took the talk less, sell more concept, and he was meeting with a husband and wife team that were moving from Anchorage to, to Portland, Oregon. And he got on Zoom with them and he looked at them and said, I really appreciate the referral from Jenny, who was his real estate agent. She knows I do nothing but to make dreams come true for buyers. I'd like to begin by asking you a simple question. What would it mean to you guys to own a home? That was it. That was the question. What would it mean to you guys to own a home? What would it mean to you to own a home? 10 words, right? And he paused. And within about 10 seconds, the wife was tearing up. And five seconds behind her was him tearing up 
And the wife looked at Tim, the LO, and said, if you could get us a home, we would be the first couple in the history of our family to own real estate. And they just got these tears going down, right? And Tim let that moment just hang for 30, 45 seconds or so. And then he said, he said, I'm going to make that happen. Are you ready to get started? And I said, yes. And 30 days later, the deal was closed and he's gotten 17 referrals from them in the first six weeks after closing. My point is we have got to get away from doing loans and we have to get into changing lives, changing hearts and understanding that humanity and transparency are more important than product and price. They all matter. But humanity and transparency, humanity is connection, transparency is truth. Okay? If I have those, then product and price are less of an issue. But if I lead with product and price and I never get humanity and transparency, my conversion rates will stay low, my call reluctance will be high, and it's just not the way the game's being played going forward. Wow. 100% agreeance with you. Yeah. I think it's yeah. so important. <laughs> so important. Well, thank you, Todd. It was a pleasure to talk with you today and more to come. More to come. Thank you, Taylor. I appreciate it very much. See ya. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Lending Forward podcast powered by Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Don't forget to tune in next week and make sure you subscribe to our channel. Remember, we all play a part in lending forward. So go lend something forward today.